I just want to spend a few minutes just to encourage you from God's word out of, out of tonight. I was praying for tonight. Uh, had no idea on how it was going to go. Um, but then again, I don't have to know how it's going to go. I've just got to go with the flow. So this, this evening I just want to talk about something that is completely um, maybe you find strange for this year, but I want to talk about arise. <laughs> to arise in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want us to arise in the anointing as a church. I want us as, as a people, as sons and daughters of God, I want us to arise in God's anointing. Uh, you know, in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says that the yoke shall destroy, uh, is destroyed because of the anointing. This, in, the, in the time of Judah, it's one of the most difficult times that they've ever experienced. And today you might find yourself in one of the most difficult times that you're ever going through. And, I, and, and Isaiah, he, he speaks about a, a promise of breakthrough, a promise of answered prayer. And we have that same promise of breakthrough. We have that same promise of, of, uh, of answered prayer. And how do we access that? It's because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Spirit that we can access those things. The yoke uh, it speaks about a problem that's destroyed because of the anointing. Uh, we need to discover uh, all we can about the anointing of the Holy Spirit and to apply it to our lives. Uh, there is power in the anointing of the Holy Spirit tonight. The church, we need that anointing. Uh, a yoke speaks about a device that joins pairs of oxen together and it's a symbol of subjection. It's a, a symbol of servitude. It's a symbol of slavery and of control. And the Bible tells me that the anointing destroys the yoke of slavery, of subjection or of control or of servitude. Uh, there's many different sorts of yokes that we could be uh, oppressed by. There's the yoke of phys uh, physical yokes such as sickness and disease, infirmities, health issues. <clears throat> there's mental yokes like depression and fear, anxiety. There's financial yokes such as debt, poverty and theft. There's, there's family yokes like kids on drugs and, and rebellious teenagers and rebellious parents and, 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 uh, and marriage problems. There's habit yokes, there's drugs, alcohol, gambling, pornography. These are yokes that control and, and bring people into slavery in their lives. And I want to declare to you tonight that it's the anointing that destroys those yokes on people's lives. It's the presence of God that destroys those things from being active and having control in those people's lives. The anointing doesn't make the difference, it is the difference. He, he is the difference. More, more importantly, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22, it says, Now that God is, is, is who, who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. It's not us in our own ability that stands firm. It's Him that makes us. He makes us stand, in, uh, in, stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He anointed us. He set His seal of ownership on us and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what's to come. We are anointed of God. 
God has put His anointing upon us. It's His anointing. 1 John 2.20 says, You have an, an anointing from the Holy One. Verse 27 of that same chapter goes on to say, It's a real anointing. It's not fake. It's not counterfeit. It's a real anointing. To anoint means to rub, to, to rub on, to rub in, to smear all, oil all over, to set apart. And we can read in Exodus chapter 30, verses 22 to 33, about the recipe that goes together for making the anointing oil and what it's to be used for. There's myrrh, cinnamon, calamus, cassia, and olive oil. See, the anointing oil tells us three things. There's, there's a lot of it that is expensive and it carries a powerful, beautiful aroma about it. You can tell when, you, when you're around anointed people. There's a, the fragrance of God that comes off of them. There's the fragrance of heaven that, that, that emanates from their lives. There's, there's a freshness. There's a, a richness. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of what's going on. This, God's doing, you can tell they're big people on the inside, you know, that, that God's doing something in them. There was no mistaking whether a person was anointed or not. And I want to say that as a believer, to not have the anointing of the Holy Spirit is to be rendered ineffective in the purposes of God. We need the anointing of the Spirit of God active in our lives. So I want to bring out three, six things, and they're going to be really quick, so you, you won't be here past about 12, all right? <laughs> so there's six things about the anointing. Number one, it must be real. And I long for the real anointing. And it comes through encountering His presence. In Exodus 30, verses 31 to 32, it says, And say to the people of Israel, This holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never take it and make any other blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. There was no substitutes for this. There was nothing that you could, oh, look, you know, maybe a bit of hamburger mince we can put in there. No, that's not what it's about. It, this, there's, there's, the recipe was the recipe. Have you ever tried to, to like, if, if mum's favourite cake or something like that, there's, there's only a certain way that, that, that cake can be made. It's only certain ingredients that can be made. And if you substitute something else in there, people tell. People can understand that, that that's not quite right about mum's old recipe for that cake. And it's the same with this, the anointing oil. There's no substitutes. We can't substitute the anointing of God with works or with talent or with programs or anything in the natural realm. There is something special about the anointing of the Spirit of God at work within us. In John 6.63, the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. We've got to have the Spirit of God with us, church. If there's to be any difference in our families and our communities, then the Spirit of God has got to be anointing us. We've got to go out in the anointing of God. Having People can recognise that you've spent time with Jesus. Why do we need to, to spend time trying to solve supernatural problems in the natural realm? There's some things that can only be fixed by supernatural means. Some sicknesses can only be healed by an anointed believer full of the anointing of the Spirit of God laying hands on that person and bringing healing. No doctor's going to be able to do that. No physician's going to be able to do that. Only the, uh, a believer full of the Spirit of God. 
is going to see that person come into freedom. And I believe in a real anointing and that's what we should desire. This world is tired of scams and shams and we need to be more like Jesus who walk in the fullness of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, 28 to 29 says, When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at His teaching because He taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. What happened was that Jesus was authentic. There was nothing. What you saw is what you got. You know, it, it wasn't like the Pharisees or the Sadducees of the day. They didn't say one thing and then do another thing. That's, that's not what Jesus did. Jesus said something. That's who He was. He is the bread of life. He is the, uh, the water uh, uh, that comes out of us. He is what we need for life and, and liberty. He is the light of men. There's nothing that's fake about Him. We need the real anointing. Number two, it must be rich. By rich, I mean it's, it's expensive and it's abundant. In Luke 7, 36 to 50, it tells the story of Mary who anoints Jesus' feet with the oil that cost a year's wage. This, this stuff is expensive. It's going to cost you to get the anointing of the Spirit of God. It's going to cost you in time in worship. It's going to cost you in time in God's Word. It's going to cost you in time in His presence. It's going to be a cost. It's going to be a sacrifice that we need to pay to have this rich anointing upon our lives. It's like the rich anointing, abundant anointing, like Elijah. He goes to Elisha and he says, what can I do for you, Elisha? And Elisha says to him, I want a double portion of what's on your life. There's something abundant about the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, that we can be dare to ask these big expansive prayers. And there's an abundance of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It causes less effort in the flesh. Psalm 133 talks about the anointing oil dripping off the beard. There is so much that we are supposed to be covered. We're supposed to be smeared in the anointing oil. Number three, it must be received. Jesus was anointed, but Judas refused to receive it. And we know the result of that. John 20 verse 22 says, Jesus then breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received the Holy Spirit. We cannot release what we have not received. We cannot release what we have not received. There's gifts of the Holy Spirit that need to be received before they're released. There's life and light to be given to the world that needs to be received before it can be released. Number four, it must be released. If we've received it, we've got to pass it on. Not only do we pray for the anointing to be real and rich but, and received, but it's got to be released. John 7 verse 38 says, uh, from the, the Scriptures declare that from uh, living waters will flow out of our heart. Speaking about the Holy Spirit, we receive something and we allow it to flow through us. We can't be selfish with the anointing. We must release the person of the Holy Spirit. Just like Mary, she broke the container of oil and released it over Jesus' feet. So too, we must release the Holy Spirit and give Him away. Freely we have received, freely we give. If, it, if it's, it's not released, if the Spirit of God's not released, it becomes like a river that talks about in Ezekiel 47 verse 11. And it tells us that there's no flow so this river dries up, it becomes a swamp, becomes marsh. It's, there's a stink about it and there's no life in there. And we are called to give life and to release life. Just so as we are gen to be generous with our finances, we're also to be generous with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
Number five, it's got to be renewed. It's got to be renewed. Is there anyone here who needs renewal tonight? Is there anyone here who's tired of striving and doing things in your own strength? Well, I want to tell you, God gave them a recipe because He knew that they would run out of the anointing oil. So He gave them the ingredients for it so that they could make more for themselves. It needed to be renewed. The containers needed to be filled again. The anointing oil needed to be made fresh. There's got to be a fresh oil, the fresh bread in the house of God, fresh bread, fresh oil in the believers and the saints. There's a lot... Uh, in each provision of the anointing oil, there's more in the anointing that we really know. It's expensive and there's no mistaking it. But there are people here tonight who need to be renewed, they need to be refreshed, they need to be revived. And the good news is you can be. Number six, the last one, is the powerful results. In Psalm 92 verses 10 to 15, it says this, but you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in Him. The results of this is, the results of a a fresh anointing, the results of us arising in the anointing of the Spirit of God are this, that there is fresh oil. In verse 11, it tells us that we recognise and defeat our enemies. It gives us the ability to do that. Verse 12, it, it, it gives us the ability to, to uh, the, the saints are enriched and encouraged. We flourish, in other words, like the, the cedars of Lebanon. Trees are a symbol of strength and endurance in the kingdom of God. Verse 13, the saints are planted with purpose. God's will, God's will will be, is discovered and it's released in our lives. In verse 14, age is no barrier. We've got young people and older people here tonight. There is no, no limit to what God can do. There is no junior Holy Spirit. And there's no old age pensioner Holy Spirit. He's not getting around with his walking frame. Young people. Young people, and I know that, that they're here. Don't wait to be filled with the anointing of the Spirit of God. Don't put a limit on yourself and don't allow others to put a limit on you by saying you're too young or you're just in the youth group or you're just in kids' ministry. Don't allow them to do that. Because God, by His Holy Spirit, used Jesus to speak in a synagogue when He was 12 years of age. And He brought such an amazement in that place that people said, isn't this just Joseph's kid? How does... What, what, where did leave people astounded by the presence of God? Leave a fragrance of the, of, of, of heaven with them as you, as you touch base with them. 
This is something you can operate. You can, you can prophesy. You can, you can declare things. You can heal lives. You can touch people's lives with the power of the Spirit of God. And all because the anointing that's real, it's rich, it's received, it's released, it's renewed, and it leaves incredible results in the lives of people. Let's just stand. Told you I was quick. (laughs) 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 Heavenly Father, just thank you for your presence. I want us to hold out our hands like we're receiving tonight. I want your real, can, can we like collectively pray this out loud? I, it's just, I'm going with the flow. Um, Holy Spirit, I want the real anointing. I want it rich in my life. I receive it now so that I can release it. And I know that because you can do things that I can't, I need it to be renewed. And right now I thank you that the results of all that you do are because of your anointing. And may you receive the glory in Jesus' Name tonight. Anoint me with fresh oil. 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 Never the same. Never the same again. Never going to be the same again. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm looking to all that you have for us, Lord. I'm looking for all that you want to do in us. All that you want to speak through us. All that you want to give through us. All that you want to release through us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, a fresh anointing upon Your people tonight over our youth group, over our kids' ministry, over our frontline team, over our worship team, over our tech team. Lord God, over every area of our young adults, Lord God, I thank You for the rich anointing of Your Spirit. I pray over our hospitality team. I pray over our maintenance team and our garden team. I pray, Lord, that there's a mighty sound of revival in this land in the name of Jesus. I pray over our connect groups. I pray over the hundreds of connect groups that we have here, Lord. Right, And our Father, thank You right now that You just use them, that You walk through them, You move through them, You speak through them and see revival come to this community and that they would understand that You love them, that You care about them. I thank You that people walk smack into Your forgiveness. They walk right into Your grace. They walk right into Your mercy tonight in the Name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.